0: Ever wanted a career in football? From TV deals to player transfers, football is now a global multi-billion dollar industry in need of qualified professionals who know the sport inside and out. Brought to you by the Global Institute of Sport, the Masters of Football Business is delivered by experts from Australia and around the world. Learn online with unique access to networking and guest speaker events at the iconic MCG. Be one of the first Australians to get a football master's degree. Apply now to start in February 2022. Learn more at gis.sport/fnr. gis.sport/fnr. Pick it. She lays it off. Teresa Polias. It's an absolute peach. Yes, drive. Welcome back. Radio dub here on FNR Football Nation Radio. Josh Parrish and Pakua Frimpong. And after a little bit of technical wrangling, we've managed to get her on the line. Briley Henry, welcome to FNR.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Huge congratulations on the progress that you've made this season, not only uh, playing and starting pretty much every game for Western Sydney Wanderers in the A League Women's, but getting your first Matilda's cap. Uh, how did that feel? How was that, uh, firstly, the moment of getting the the call up, the moment you knew you were in the squad?
1: Yeah, that was pretty surreal for me. Um, I actually found out um, one of my friends actually spoiled the news, I guess you could say, um, through an email. She actually sent me a text saying congratulations and I had no idea what she was talking about. Um, and then I checked my phone and saw the email and my mum was in the room. She took my phone and ran downstairs to my dad Um so I think they were celebrating downstairs without me for a bit. Wait,
2: <laughs> um, I've got to ask, wait, wait, I, I've got to stop for a second. How does that work? How do, do they not give you a call heads up or are we still using email? Like I thought this is a big announcement. You got to do a phone call, surely.
1: No, it actually, yeah, it's still, still email. So it's sort of sit and wait after you sort of get the first lot of emails to so say you're being looked at, it's sort of sit and wait and then wait for the final email to come out. <laughs>
0: I reckon I've got about 10,000 unread emails Honestly, in, my, well. in my inbox. Honestly as well. Yeah. What, so if to, what if
1: it goes to your spam? Like
2: what are you doing? Like <laughs> like you just they've gone on the plane and you've forgotten that you're, you're in the Matilda squad.
1: Like what's happened? What happens there? Yeah.
0: Absolutely not. I think it's the
1: this- yeah, it's being, looking through every single email you possibly can until you know that they've come out. No, <laughs>
2: I'm, stress. Not a, I'm not a fan of that. With Matildas, we need to elevate to phone calls. We need to have <laughs> drones coming in and, you know, doing some <laughs> fancy, like, you know, <laughs> r- unveiling, you know, something like that. I'm not, no, I can't do the email. That's not, I'm not with that email. Yeah, situation. I think we need yeah. a little
0: more p- pomp and circumstance exactly. around it. Come on. Uh, did the call-up surprise you, Riley, or did you know that you were sort of in the frame?
1: Um... It did. Like there's often before things come out, there will be an extended list, um, that comes out, but that could go from around like 20 to 50 players even. So that's like still a lot of players on that list. Um, so yeah, it was like, I couldn't believe it. I think it took me, I've read the email a hundred times, um, And then even being, once I got into camp, it was surreal for me being around girls that I've watched my whole life and looked up to, like being around them. I just, yeah, didn't feel real, didn't sink in for a while. What player
2: was it most, like you were most starstruck by when you first like got into training that you were like, how is it that like I'm competing with you or like next (laughs) to you in training?
1: I definitely have to say Sam Kerr, Um, like Mm. she's the best footballer one of the best footballers in the world. Um, so to be next to her and in training, like I don't know, I couldn't, I think going in there, I thought that they were completely different people because I just had in my head that they're, you know, like they're famous. I've watched them on TV. I didn't know how to speak to them. Um, I sort of had to bring myself back down to earth and realize like they're just normal people. You can have a normal conversation with them. Um, so yeah, I sort of freaked myself out a little bit when I first went in. See, yeah, I, like we, we, we on Radio Dub
2: here, we agree Sam Kerr is one of the best players in the world and some people, um, some footballers today didn't think she was, but you know what? <laughs> we in Australia, we know Sam Kerr is the, is the go. What elements of Sam Kerr's game do you kind of see in your game or are you, do you think you're like a really different player?
1: Um... I think there's similarities like I like to I like to learn off her 100% um I love the way she gets off the shoulders of defenders um never know like they never sort of know where she is hence why she scores so many goals cuz she's always in goal scoring positions where the defenders don't seem to be marking her so I guess that's something that I try to do in my game um try and just put myself in goal scoring positions or get off the shoulder of defenders so um they don't know where I am and put myself in the best position possible to score a goal.
0: Well, when people watch you play for the first time, Riley, the thing that stands out immediately is, the, is that searing pace. Is that is that the the challenge for you, learning how, how to best use that to your advantage?
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, I think um, that's definitely something that I could probably use to my advantage a lot more um, and something that I'm growing into and learning to use a lot more in my game. Yeah.
0: So... With that Matilda's camp, you said you had to bring yourself back down to earth and, uh, you know, stop thinking these players as, as deities and normal people. Uh, is there anyone that sort of put their arm around you, so to speak, in the, in the camp and and sort of helped you along in your in your first national team experience or gave you a few sage words of advice?
1: Um, well, I'd have to say that all of the girls were pretty welcoming and, you know, sort of will have that conversation with you sort of make you realize that they are just normal people um but I think the the younger ones who are in there so Kyra Kyra Kunicross she was I know her before that so and she'd been in there a few times before that as well going to the Olympics so I think having her there and her saying like you know just be confident and be yourself um I think that helped me a lot um yeah with you, you know, playing a lot more games for Western
2: uh, Sydney this season, you guys haven't maybe necessarily had the start of the season the year after. What do you go, What do you think that uh, you guys need to change to get you to where you want to go for the rest of the season?
1: Um, yeah, we haven't had the, the best start to – well, not what we would have liked to start the season. The team wants to start off drawing and, and losing a couple games, but there definitely have been some good passages of play that we can take and learn from, which I think we just need to do more consistently, um, you know, or I think if you look at a couple of our most recent games, we started to really build or um, get into the game maybe just a bit too late um, and then being more clinical in front of goal um, myself as well um, and as a team, you know, we've had we've had chances in games that we probably could have come away with the three points and just haven't had just being clinical enough and haven't finished them. So I think just being clinical and going straight from playing our game straight from the start. I think like there's still eight games left in the season, so finals is definitely still on the horizon and we can definitely still do it. The
0: thing that stands out to me as a positive for Western Sydney this season, though, is that you're always competitive in games. There are very few games where, you know, you're out of touching distance with your opponents. The very narrow score lines, you know, on a knife's edge so much of the time. Is that does that come from the the defensive unit? Because you know, you've got a goalkeeper and a centre-back pairing that instils a lot of confidence, it seems.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, like you said, I think if you watch back on any of our games, yes, we haven't got the results that we would want, but none of them have been sort of the teams have been out of just throw in the towel or it's just been sort of a walkover. We've definitely put up a fight and there haven't been massive scorelines either. So we're definitely competitive in every team that we play. And, yeah, our defence has been resolute. Um They've really, like, the performances that we've had from our defensive and our goalkeeper and our opening games have been, yeah, amazing. So defensively, we've been resolute. I think it's just we've got to be clinical and finish our chances in games to come.
2: Looking at your games so far, what do you think personally for you has been your best game of the season? And more so, what do you think has been the best game for the, t- the team? Um,
1: I think we've had... uh patches of of games that we've played really good football um probably I think what's let us down a little bit is that not over the 90 minutes like I said but I think Brisbane Raw um we put up a good fight there and probably the second Sydney FC game um keeping that to a new draw that was really good for us I think we put played some really good football there um and for myself uh I think you know, that last Brisbane Raw game, I had a couple of chances on goal, um, which I think I just I need to be more clinical. I know that for myself. So I think further games ahead, just having more chances on goal, having more, I think if we have more clear opportunities, um, we'll definitely put some in the net.
0: Talking of your, uh, your national team aspirations and, and chances uh, going forward, what yeah. do you think you personally need to add to your game to get back in Matilda squads and back in the mix? Because it seems like the door is is wide open at the moment for new players to make a breakthrough.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, He's definitely looking at a lot more. Like over the past year, we've seen so many people debut, so many young players debut. Um, So I think for myself personally, I just want to, you know, my job when every time I step into that pitch is to score a goal and that's the one thing I'm thinking about and um, that's probably not, I haven't done enough of this season Um, So, you know, scoring, being more ruthless in front of goal and just going forward to show what I can do in front of goal and putting the ball in the back of the net, which is what I want to do is something that, you know, I'm really focusing on games to come and for the rest of the year.
2: I want to take it back to your first ever goal in the dub. What was that feeling like? And like, were you expecting a goal that game? Like, were you like pre-game? You're like, I'm going to score today. I'm going to score today. Or was it just like a, just a moment?
1: Um, gosh, (laughs) I think, I think, I think when every time I go onto the pitch, you know, I'm, I'm obviously gonna, I'm thinking to score. I think when I scored those goals, I think when I, when you score, I think when any striker can relate and say that when you score the best goals, it's when you're not thinking about it. Um, I think if I have that split second to think about it before, it's when you overthink and, you know, shank it sideways Mm -hmm. and then you, go into your head and you go god like why did i do that um so i think moments before that goal it's just not thinking it's just doing what naturally comes to you um and then it just gets the ball rolling um yeah i think that always helps
0: i think sometimes those instinctive moments when you're not in your own head can be the best ones sometimes it is good when you know you do something that even you're not expecting i i the the classic example of that was on the weekend when uh one of the young Wellington players, scored a goal. I think she looked slightly too surprised in the celebration. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, uh, when, when you start looking that surprised, it looks a little bit too accidental sure. To go.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, when you, when you shock yourself.
2: <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of celebrations, Maya Markowski had a fantastic celebration on the weekend. Now, I want to know, Briley, do you have a celebration in your back pocket that you're waiting to pull out when you have an exceptional goal or are you just more of a feel-the-moment kind of celebration?
1: um I've definitely had a had a few a few people say to me celebrations that they would like me to do but I think I often after after I score a goal I often forget and just (laughs) sort of will run to the first person near me or just celebrate like that I think like in the last game where I scored the penalty actually took me a moment to realize that the ball actually went in the back of the net so I think actually figuring it out before before the game or when I score a goal, actually thinking about doing a celebration would be a start. <laughs> my favorite celebrations when people just like run
2: around like when defenders score and they run around as if this is the greatest moment. I this is the <laughs> yeah. moment that I have become the greatest footballer. I can defend. I can score goals. I, I love it. I love I love a yeah. defender celebration. It's my favorite.
0: Yeah, I think it's yeah. the the look of uh, surprise and joy. is also yeah. it's pretty special. Uh, you mentioned that Sam Kerr is. Your hero, you know, she pulls out the backflip. Uh, is that in your locker, or is that just too big an injury risk to attempt?
1: <laughs> yeah, I wish I, I, wish I could say that I could do that, but I think I'd end up probably never playing soccer again if I tried it. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: Riley, you're only eighteen, and like to have a Matilda start, that's actually quite, it's quite incredible. What is it like at school? Like, are you still at school, or have you finished? Like, are you, what are you like balancing you playing being a professional footballer as well?
1: Yeah, so I finished school um, two years ago now. Uh, I'm doing, I just finished my first year of uni. I did, I was doing a health and exercise science. Um, and then I'll be going into my second year of studying this year.
2: Yeah, so no, when I
1: hear like people talk about uni, because I'm still in uni,
2: I'm feeling stressed. <laughs> Thinking about uni by itself, I'm just like, no, thank you. Let's put the book away, laptop away. But to be a professional <laughs> footballer and they got to go to training and then then go to uni. No, I'm good, thanks. Put that away. Yeah.
0: <laughs> How do you balance those competing commitments? Because we know that, you know, the dub isn't full-time professional for everybody.
1: Yeah. Um, I think time management, um, you know, at the start of the week, planning out when I have things because I'm definitely a forgetful person. If I don't have it set out, then I'll just miss classes and miss tests and and everything like that. It will just be a shambles if I don't have it set out. So, I think just having things set. Um, I actually did full time this year, which probably wasn't the best decision. Oh, no, I didn't really. Briley, Riley, come yeah. on. that was <laughs> that was the mistake there. Come on. Yeah. Stressful. Yeah. I just I can I can right sense the stress
2: right there. It was just
1: anxiety was not okay. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, definitely definitely a big mistake there.
0: So tell us about your your football upbringing. Um, you, you grew up in in Sydney's West, so it must be pretty special to play for the Wanderers.
1: Yeah it's amazing like I think that's the first football club that I knew growing up um the my mom used to always get free tickets to the game because of her work so that was the team that we would always go watch just because it was so close um so it's in my backyard so to be able to put that on and have family and friends that are so close to be able to come watch it's just like it's an absolute honor to be able to wear that jersey and play for them yeah it's, it's amazing can't really put that into words
0: We've seen some pretty fiercely contested uh, Sydney derbies uh, this season. One particular unorthodox challenge uh, drew a lot of attention to that game. But does it just mean a little bit more when you've got players like yourself in the team who are who are Western Suburbs kids?
1: Uh, I definitely think so. I think putting on that that jersey, um, you know what, how much it means to wear that and to represent town, i think it just puts that extra passion and and love and going to the game just means so much more to you so i think yeah it definitely helps you know bring that fight and definitely sydney derbies that's always a massive game so it's you know um sydney against sydney from the same team so proving who's the best i think yeah when you're from from the area and you're representing your home club in front of friends and family it definitely means a lot more
0: and I'm noting here from your, uh, your background uh, research you've done and uh, you're also a keen futsal player or you were uh, growing up. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I played futsal for a couple of years before transferring over when W League started.
0: Yeah, we've already uh, interviewed a couple of players this season who cite their futsal experience as yeah. important, particularly uh, Rihanna Polizina from, from Melbourne City. Uh, how is football, uh, futsal important in, in your development as a player?
1: Yeah, I think, sorry, growing up, um, before I played futsal, you probably, I probably just used to use my speed when I was younger and just kick the ball and chase it. Um, I think when you're younger, you can sort of get away with that. But I think futsal, futsal sort of helped me with that close ball control. Um, you know, you don't really have in your decision-making. You don't have the time in that small-sided game to take long in a decision or have a bad touch because if you do, you're going to be punished for it. So I think technique wise and close ball control making that definitely made me a lot better and a lot faster from my years of playing futsal into into my football game now see this is why
2: I never could have been football because I, I used to I, could, I had some speed Josh before my knees weren't done and my ankles <laughs> were done I had some speed and uh, like once they gave out I said coach put me on the bench I'm out I'm finished <laughs> it's over let the professionals play Riley, (laughs) before we let you go, we always love to ask um, every player that comes on, we like to ask, you know, the smarter ones about women's football, some players they should be looking out for in the dub. They can be from Western or it can be from another club that fans or or somebody who's like getting into the the dub should be looking out for. In
1: terms of, a, another a player, coming, yeah, up? Another player coming up. Yeah, another player
0: coming up. Yeah, player's coming through because we're trying to educate here. We're trying to increase the the knowledge base of of Australian women's football. Uh, we had a, a great shout last week from uh, Jessica Nash who picked out Hannah Lowry and went on to score exactly. <laughs> the very <laughs> weekend. So uh, what, what's your tip for, uh, for a promising youngster to watch other than yourself, of course?
1: <laughs> um, I'm definitely going to have to go with one from my team, uh, Alexia Apost. Don't quote me on how to say her last <laughs> name. Um, it's, I think it's Um She's only 15 and she's actually started the last two games for us. She's been playing at fullback. And if anyone watched her play when we played against Newcastle and then against Brisbane, she's extremely composed on the ball, technically very good. Um, and, you know, she came up in those games against some big players like Emily Van Egmont and Katrina Gorey. And I think she actually beat them a couple of times. So. She's definitely she's very smart on the ball and technically just really good. So to be on fifteen and starting and doing what she's doing, she's definitely one to look out for. So this is what the one thing I love about the dub is that
2: players come in really young and then they they've been the Matilda squad for so long, you'd be like, I swear they are like they they're like they're almost finishing their careers, but they're, you, they you you look at their Wikipedia page, let's say twenty-three and you're like, wait, haven't you got hundred caps or something already? Like how does this happen? Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's fantastic. Um, Bri- Briley, thank you for being on the show and hopefully Weston can pick up a few more wins and you can score a few more goals. I want to see a, a fantastic celebration so we can have like some video clip and be like, Briley Henry, that, that, uh, that celebration, Radio Dub Inspired, that's what I want. <laughs> If you, if you give me some ideas, maybe I can do we'll, we'll find it and then we'll send it to you. That's what's going to happen. <laughs>
0: All right. We'll do some brainstorming in the next segment and uh, we'll ask the audience <laughs> as well, what should be Riley Henry's signature celebration? Exactly. I think it's helped Sam Kerr. Yeah. Get with, you know that she's got the trademark. Exactly. So, you know, that, that could be a big boost to your exactly. career. Come on. And, uh, and a great shout for a youngster to watch, Alexio Postolakis, who's... Uh, I note already making headlines in the Greek Herald for her performances. So, uh, can't be long before she breaks onto, exactly. into the mainstream news as well. Briley Henry, thank you so much uh, for persisting with the technical difficulties and okay. uh, for joining us here on Radio Dub. Thank you so
1: much for having me. It's been great.
0: Ever wanted a career in football? From TV deals to player transfers, football is now a global multi billion dollar industry in need of qualified professionals who know the sport inside and out. Brought to you by the Global Institute of Sport, the Masters of Football Business is delivered by experts from Australia and around the world. Learn online with unique access to networking and guest speaker events at the iconic MCG. Be one of the first Australians to get a football master's degree. Apply now to start in February 2022. Learn more at gis.sport.fnr. fnr